Restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just got funny. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real
ladies and gentlemen, just keep going. Let's listen to it one more time. Let's listen to the honks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, just keep going. Never surrender. Never say die. Politicians do not make America great. People make America great. Loving God makes America great. Family makes America great. Our children make America great. Our spirit makes America great. Our freedom, our constitution, our declaration of independence, the Federalist Papers, our forefathers, President Trump, and every single one of you watching right now is what makes America great. And I don't know about you, but I think it's high time to make America great again, again. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. It is an honor to be here, and it's a blessing to do this job for you on this March 7th year of our Lord, 2022. Sometimes we just need a reminder what it really feels like to be an American. Sometimes we need a reminder what duties and responsibilities and obligations we have as Americans, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and aunts and uncles and grand, uh, grandfathers and grandmothers, the duty that we have to pass on to the next generation the values of this great country draped in red, white, and blue and literally protected by a full armor of God. Can I get an amen? Today, folks, is Monday, and we're going to start the show off the right way. Now, this morning, if you watch this morning's broadcast, I do apologize. Um, I actually, before the show, the city that I live in said there was going to be wide uh, city uh, power outages because they were working on the grid here. Uh, I just didn't know it was going to happen when it did, and unfortunately, the studio is not on a generator, but maybe that is next year's purchase here on Live from America. Listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a prayer request, and I'd like to do some special shout-outs if I could. Got a prayer request here from Matt Darks. And Matt Darks has two, pr- uh, two prayers, ladies and gentlemen. His wife was involved in a fender bender this morning, and she's on her way to work, but she's okay. Her name is Christy Darks. The other is for his mother, and her name is Rose. She had chemo. And it, did, and it did kill some cancer cells. Praise to God. Take care, Matt Dark. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you could keep Matt and his wife, Christy, and his mother, Rose, in your prayers, that would be very much appreciated. We need to lean on each other. We need to rely on each other. And we need to be there for each other on this earth every single day because that's the way God wants us to be. Love, L-O-V-E, spreading joy. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have disagreements with people. doesn't mean you can't have debates with people. But in the end, it's all about spreading love and joy. If you are watching on social media, I will ask you to please, please do uh, take this time to share the video out. Get it out to all your family and friends because this show is full of something, full of something that somebody wants to hear, whether it be full of the gospel, whether it be full of facts, whether it be full of laughs, cries, uh, whatever it is. This show has a little something for everybody. Thank you to Devorah Day for your donation. God bless you. James and Bonnie Weinrich, thank you for the card. I appreciate that very much. Susan Dolce, thank you for the card and the gift. And Carolyn Batruccio, uh, thank you so much for the, uh, the donation. Uh, now, Dreama, ladies and gentlemen, is somebody who watches the show for a while now. She's asking for um, some help some financial help, and I'm going to get a hold of her tomorrow. And uh, she's got a lot of things going on, and we do have a fund built up to help people uh, that are in situations. And we're going to reach out to Dreama tomorrow. Just Dreama, know that I've got your, uh, uh, I got your, um, your, your mail, and I want to say thank you so very much for that. All right, folks, we are going to go to the Lord right now, something a little different today. We're not going to be reading from Jesus Calling. We're going to be reading from a, a devotional book that I have called Every Day with Jesus, and this was sent to me by some friends in Virginia, Sam and Linda Magia, wonderful, beautiful people that embraced me when I went there on the Save America Freedom Tour, fed me and Dave Bray USA, and really, really are beautiful, wonderful Americans. But please let me read this to you. As I was reading this this afternoon as part of my uh, time with, with the Lord, 
Part of the answer is that God is a spirit and the spirits are not limited by time and space. In Jesus's spirit, he was the eternal God who created the universe. The physical body of Jesus was just his earth suit that he used to walk among us. All of Jesus's deity could not fit inside his physical body. It could, however, reside in his spirit. Even though this is still hard to grasp, it helps us understand how Christ can live uh, in us as believers. If all the glory of God can fit inside the spirit of Jesus, then all of the fullness of God can dwell in our born-again spirits too. Amazing, right? The revelation of who you are in Christ and who he is in you will change your whole perspective on your life as a Christian. Today, meditate on the truth that he really lives in you and you really live in him. You are not bound by this time and space when you are in the spirit of the Lord. You are not bound by time and space and earthly matter when you are in conversation and full um, presence of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. So please remove your hats if you're wearing one and let's all go to the Lord in prayer together because when we do it together, God is there and he is so happy that we are glorifying his name. Here we go, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And folks, just to give you an update, uh, Eli and myself have been trying to do our, our best to keep up on emails. Um, so we uh, look out for, uh, for responses. Maybe check all of your folders. And as well, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to JeremyHarrell.com, you can submit anything that you'd like there as well, including sign up for a Bible if you need one or you know somebody who needs one. And when you're there, you can also sign up for our newsletter so that you can keep, uh, keep you know, Keep track of us wherever we go. You never know what the government is going to be up to next and if you're going to have a show tomorrow. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take our first quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America. I am Jeremy Harrell from the Granite State of New Hampshire, and we will be right back right after this. Please stay tuned. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Um... Got a quick, quick technical difficulty here, so just uh, bear with me. Well, well, well. There it is. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, folks. I just wanted to make sure that we had everything intact. Uh, after this morning, you never know. You know, you know the, this morning when I was doing the show, literally, I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready. There was two segments left that I'm carrying over into this show, but there were two segments left. Uh, to do. And I got to tell you, I was like, everything just went and just shut off. I mean, the, the emergency lights, the floodlights were on in the building. Uh, thank God. Uh, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it was, I was like, what the heck is going on? I, I truly thought because of the information that we were given out that, you know, you never know. We've been visit. We've had a visit from the FBI before. I truly thought at that moment that I was like, are you kidding me? They shut down everything. This is it, folks. This is it. Lucy, I'm coming home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or what did uh, Sanford and Son, what was that Sanford and Son show where Red Fox would be like, Elizabeth, this is the big one. I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. I don't know if you guys uh, are all old enough to watch the Sanford and, uh, Sanford and Son show, but I grew up on shows like that, and uh, I, I loved that show. Loved it. Jeremy, hope you have a good news. I hope you have good news this evening. Well, I do. I do have a lot of good news this evening, but I also got news news. You know what I mean? I thought the same thing Josie said. <laughs> I did. I thought for sure. I was like, uh-oh. Um, yeah, Eli was getting nervous, too. He's like, oh, no, they're coming after us now. Uh, Jeremy, Cindy Ward from Commie, California. How you doing, girl? Good to see you. Thanks for joining in. Oh, my God, he's alive, <laughs> says Teresa. Um I loved it, too. Great show. Thank you very much. Yeah, that show was amazing. Hi, Jeremy. You get that generator? No, we're going to need a lot more money for, an, for a generator. Um, something that's not, 
in the live from America budget. But I do, Eli and, and I did have a lot of conversation today about, you know, getting ahead of problems before they, before they become problems, right? Being proactive. And one of them is being able to be energy and, uh, um, independent. So being able to have a, uh, a large generator that's hooked up to the, uh, to the building and to the studio. And the other is to uh, uh, never be able, never have to live in fear of com- Comcast, as, as Donald Trump likes to call them, uh, shutting down your internet. Because that's the next thing that's going to come for us conservatives is they're going to shut us off from internet access instead of just platforms. Uh, and we have a plan for that, too. So just know that we're always thinking ahead. And um, for what? Telling the truth, says 43 Gators? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we had to pay so much to, uh, to still can be alive as a show, because we spread the truth. That's why we're not on any of those major uh, platforms, because we spread the, spread the truth. That's why the FBI vid- visited me, because we spread the truth. And by the way, uh, Real America's Voice posted one of my video shorts on their Facebook page, which you should all follow. And uh, it's got over 100,000 views. So take that, Zuckerberg. Take that. So let's come back from this commercial and get into it. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Um, What a great, great audience that this show has where we can talk and we can be so intimate with each other, you know, on and off camera, on on commercials as well. And um, I I just got to say, folks, that we're living in a scary world right now. We're living in a very scary upside down clown world right now. And uh, the closer you can get to other brothers and sisters in Christ, the closer you can get to people that you meet at Trump rallies or, or political rallies or wherever you go, uh, embrace them. Don't, tr- don't shun them away. We spent, we've spent too much time as a society. You know, back in the day when the, somebody knocked on the door, everybody would be like, oh, so we have company. And they'd, they'd let them in and, and, and they would host, you know, their company. And they'd all, their house, our house was your house. Nowadays, we live in a society where you knock on the door and people shut off the lights and pretend we're not home. That's the kind of society we need to get away from, folks. Put your cups up as we start this Monday evening show, and let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. We have some great news to start off the show this evening, and I thought it was proper to use this uh, opportunity to do the first and foremost section with this story. We've got some great news that Russia has offered terms to Ukraine for an end to all hostilities before I even go past past the headline, let's at least acknowledge that that is good news to start off on this Monday, March 7th, year of our Lord, 2022. Let's give a, uh, let's clap that out, folks, and let's praise God because the left has been calling for it. The right has been calling for it. The world has been calling for an end of any kind of war where innocent people die. Look, if you guys remember in the very beginning of this and throughout all of this, I said the only victims in all of this, ladies and gentlemen, the only victims in all of this is going to be the people of Ukraine and the people of the countries that are involved. Never once have I blamed the people of Ukraine for what's going on. Never once have I overlooked what's happening with innocent people in in Ukraine being collateral damage. I have always and only told you the two sides of the story about the political leaders in both of the countries. And I've always said that the people are going to be the ones that suffer. And now, after how long now of the left saying, we need to push for war with Russia, and even if it needs to be nuclear war, we need to push forward, we need to do anything to stop them from invading a free, sovereign country where people are dying. I think that we can all at least agree on the latter part. It's the former part that we have a problem with, all of these warmongers on the left and on the right. So you would think that if Russia offered terms to Ukraine to end all hostilities, then, then everybody would be jumping for joy that that is the possibility and we can avoid nuclear war. You would think that everybody would be jumping for joy. Let's get into the story. Russia has told Ukraine it is ready to halt military operation, operations in a moment That means right away, if Kiev meets a list of conditions, the Kremlin spokesman said today, Dmitry Peskov said Moscow was demanding that Ukraine cease military action, change its constitution to enshrine neutrality, acknowledge Crimea as a Russian territory, and recognize the separatist republics of um, Donetsk and Lugansk as independent states. Now, I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that... According to the last treaty that, the, that, that NATO and the United States broke, this was the deal. This was the original deal 
that they had that Moscow agreed to with the United or with the, with NATO and with the United States. They just want to go back to their original deal. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I would I would tell you to go back and watch my morning show because I can't spend the time tonight uh, showing you what I showed you this morning. But the original deal that was set in place that NATO broke by continuing to push forward and continuing to call Russia's bluff and continuing to push um, further east. This is just going back to that original deal. So you would think, ladies and gentlemen, that this is okay. They're not asking. They're not demanding that they're part of Russia. They're not demanding that they're part of 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 the so of a Soviet a new Soviet Union. They're not demanding that they change their regime. That all that by the way is in there because of a coup in 20, uh, 2016 or twenty fourteen, I should say. Okay, and then twenty sixteen, more Rhino Republicans got together with Uniparty Democrats and decided to continue to push for war. But you would think that this is good, right? I would. It was the most explicit Russian statement so far. And of the terms it wants to impose on Ukraine to halt what it calls a special military operation now on its 12th day. Peskov told Reuters in a telephone interview that Ukraine was aware of the conditions and they were told that this can all be stopped in a moment. There is no immediate reaction from the Ukrainian side. Russia has attacked Ukraine from the north, the east and the south, pounding cities including Kiev, Kharkiv and the port of Maripol. The invasion launched on February 24th uh, has caused the worst refugee crisis in Europe since World War II, provoked outrage across the world, and led to heavy sanctions on Moscow. But the Kremlin spokesman insisted that Russia was not seeking to make any further territorial claims on Ukraine. That's good, right? That's good for the people of Ukraine, and that's good for the people of Europe, right? And said it was not true that it was demanding Kiev be handed over. We really are finishing the demilitarization of Ukraine. We will finish it. But the main thing is that Ukraine ceases its military action. They should stop their military action and no one will shoot, he said. And citizens around the world, including myself, want an end to this war. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that think I'm some big Putin apologist. No, not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, I've said since the beginning that he's got just as much blame into this as everybody else because he's firing on innocent people to get his point across. Never said his point was valid. Just gave you a second side to the story. And you will hear the truth if you log on to this show, period, whether you like it or not. But I will echo my buddy Jack uh, Jack Posobiec's statement today that said, end this war now after those demands came out from Moscow. Because the conditions are logical. The conditions are fair. And the conditions would stop people from dying today. Stop people from dying right now. And if that's truly what the left wants, and that's truly what the right wants, and that's truly what the world wants, then anything that we should do, we should do anything, I should say, to avoid nuclear war. Amen. And it sounds like this should should work. It sounds like this would work. But, ladies and gentlemen, update as of 1.35 this afternoon, because uh, uh, the, the statement was put out around 9 a.m., as expected, given the fiercely accusatory words, accusatory words from the Ukrainian side, going into Monday's third rounds of talks with Russia, Kiev has said that no significant results have come out of the ceasefire meeting. Top Ukrainian negotiator, um, Mikhailo Padal- Padalsyak, has held out the likelihood for more negotiations to come, and he's announced the two sides will continue intensive consultations toward a possible truce. I don't know if there's anything else besides that that they demanded, but that's what's reported was demanded. That's what is reported by routers as well, that the, that the Russian uh, government has said that they demanded, and this would all be done. But apparently it looks like Ukraine is not taking that as a, as a logical or a fair... Um, Proposal, after Kiev previously blasted Russia's latest announcements of four new humanitarian evacuation corridors, Pialtiek said upon the close of Monday's meeting that there are small positive subductions in improving the logistics of humanitarian corridors. According to Bloomberg, however, the Ukrainian negotiating team said that at this point, it's still too early to speak of anything positive. It sounds like it's positive to me 
when one side that is hammering you with military might and killing innocent people in the process, it sounds like it's a positive thing to me because it's just going back to the original deal that NATO and the, and the United States entered uh, uh, the agreement they entered in to begin with. Very, very close, if not exactly the same. So ladies and gentlemen, what are we doing here? Do we want an end to war or not? Do we want an end to war or not? Because there's far too much propaganda going on out there on both sides. And as a matter of fact, the rising on Hill TV actually is reporting on this as well. They are literally saying the same thing that I've been saying, and they've been guilty of sharing the propaganda. And it's not the kind of propaganda that you would think. Check this out. What's on your radar, Kim? Well, there's no doubt. Emotions are running very high in the war between Russia and Ukraine. People are upset, in shock, and disbelief. But one thing that isn't helping at all is the unbelievable amount of fake images and videos being spread, not only on social media, but also by legitimate news outlets. I even made the mistake myself here on Rising on Friday when I stated I was impressed with Zelensky getting into full military gear to fight on the front lines. Turns out that was an image from last April. I fell for it. I apologize. Unfortunately, I'm not alone in falling for it. Bild, a political news outlet in Germany, shared a video of what looked to be a horrific bombing by the Russians in Kiev during one of their broadcasts. But it turns out the footage was from a 2015 chemical explosion in Tianjin, China. Newsmax used a photo of a crying older woman standing in front of her devastated home with the caption, the current devastation in Ukraine. But the photo was from 2015. An Italian news broadcast used footage from the video game War Thunder when talking about the war in Ukraine. No doubt viewers seeing a rain of missiles were horrified. So I want to go through some of the most egregious examples of the fake news circulating around. But I have to preface this because we are in a Western nation that is supportive of Ukraine in this conflict. The vast majority of the fake news that we see circulating is anti-Russian. So I'll be debunking a lot of this type of information. However, I have no doubt similar fake news is circulating in Russia and in pro-Russian countries, showing fake news that is disparaging of Ukrainians. We're just not seeing much of it, so I can't debunk it. So keep this in mind before you lash out at me and call me a pro-Putin Russian asset at the end of this segment. So ladies and gentlemen, you look at, you see what I'm saying? There is so much propaganda going on and a majority of it isn't towards or targeting the people that you think it would be. It's the opposite. You know what I mean? You would think you would see Russian propaganda going out about Ukraine constantly. And that's what they will do. They will find stuff that I say, and they'll say this is Russia propaganda because I'm only arguing their narrative. And they're, and arguing against their narrative, in their mind, automatically makes you a Putin supporter. Look, here's the other thing, too. If you were to go out and do a, a, um, if you were to out and go out and do a poll right now, just random people and walk up and say, look, look uh, I want you to guess what political party that I belong to based on what I tell you that I like. Flag, constitution, freedom, red, white, and blue, military might, um, strong, secure borders. I guarantee you that nine out of 10 people would say you're a Trump supporter. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you? That, tell you, that tells you that the world believes that the Democrats are not about America. And it also tells you, ladies and gentlemen, that just all the propaganda that the Democrats put out about Trump supporters will align basic patriotism with you being a Trump supporter. There's so much fake stuff going out there. And it's our job, my job. You guys pay me to weed through it. You guys pay me to weed through it. And that's exactly what we've done here on Live from America since the day we started, folks. We're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. We got a lot more to go through, so please stay with us. God bless you. We'll be right back right after this. And you guys, you know, here's the thing is I'm getting emails left and right from people that are saying that I owe the people of Ukraine an apology. I shouldn't be talking bad about the people of Ukraine. Let me make something really clear to everybody right now. Maybe what I've said went over your head a few times. Maybe you just haven't caught every show. But there is not one show that you can find me where I'm talking about this, that I blame the Ukrainian people, the Russian people, the American people, the European people. Nobody. I blame the leaders constantly, the corrupt, scumbag oligarchs, globalists, and um, imperialists. That's who I blame in all of this. And since day one, I have said that the only people that are going to suffer are the people involved in each one of these countries. 
So I'm not lashing out at you when I say at least do your research before you tell me to do my research. I'm not saying that I research more than you or you research more than me. And I'm specifically talking to these people. But don't put words in my mouth and don't share, uh, share things that aren't true. Because not once have I said I'm on Putin's side. I can tell you whose side I'm not on, NATO's. I'm also not on Putin's side. I'm not on any other sides. I'm on the people's side. Put it that way. If that, if that clears things up for you. I'm on the people's side and I always will be. I'm telling you, man, you can't, you can't please everybody, I guess. Can't please everybody, I guess. Anyway, we got a lot to get, uh, get back into, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's just come back from this break and keep doing the show. Because that's why we're all here, right? Amen? Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Um, appreciate you being here tonight. One thing that I want to uh, talk about is this $130, um, $130 uh, for a barrel of oil. $130 for a barrel of oil. Now, at Trump's, in, in Trump's uh, four years, the lowest it ever got was $9 a barrel. And when it got down to $9 a barrel, Donald Trump, being the businessman that he is, said top off every one of our oil reserves. It hung around $40 a barrel, $30 a barrel for pretty much the entire time Trump was in office. We're at $130 a barrel right now, folks. So I want to give you breaking news right now. You're, you've, heard, you've heard it here first on Live from America. Are you ready? Here we go. Because it's $130 a barrel, Biden has decided to do what must be done and start energy production right here in the United States, opening up the Keystone Pipeline and removing all restrictions of drilling on federal land and instructing companies to start fracking for natural gas immediately. Wait, well, hold on. Never mind, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you would do if you wanted to lower the price of a barrel of oil. I'm sorry. Biden would never do that. That is something that Donald Trump would do because that is something that Donald Trump did. I'm sorry for that fake news. Biden, however, instead of doing all of that, instead of doing all of the good things to drop down the price of a barrel of oil and ultimately drop down the price of gas and energy in our country, which would help out so much, Biden, ladies and gentlemen, is now looking to Venezuela and he's now mulling a trip to Saudi Arabia to do what? To grovel like a weak, dementia-ridden peasant for oil as he shuts down domestic drilling, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden may travel to Saudi Arabia to beg them for oil as much as, uh, as he shuts down all the domestic pipelines and freezes all the new leases on drilling. And now that Biden shut down access to oil drilling projects, pipelines, and production projects in the United States, he is reaching out to America's enemies to import oil and gas. We may be buying all our oil and gas from Russia, Iran, Venezuela, and Saudi Arabia by the time this is all done. But isn't that the plan to shift you into electric cars? Isn't that the plan to shift you into the, to the, uh, to the Green New Deal? Isn't that the plan to get away from the oil and gas industry? Didn't President Donald J. Trump warn the people of the United States, specifically Texas, Ohio, and Pennsylvania? Didn't he warn you all? I, can, I think I could muster up the, uh, the energy to find that clip for you if, you, uh, if your fingers don't work too good. Biden's advisors are currently in Venezuela begging the Marxist Maduro for oil. Transportation Secretary beat Pete Buttigieg also said buying oil from Iran is not off the table. Remember, we played that video last week. Joe Biden would rather pay Russia, Iran, Venezuela, and Saudi Arabia for oil than approve the Keystone Pipeline to admit that Donald Trump's policies were the best. Isn't that something, ladies and gentlemen? This loser, this dementia-ridden, feckled old man would rather destroy the United States of America than to admit that he and his party was wrong. But what does he know and what do I know? The only thing that he knows is what flavor of ice cream he's having tonight when he's playing president. Biden's advisors are discussing a possible visit to Saudi Arabia this spring to help repair relations and convince the kingdom to pump more oil. This was reported by Axios. And now why it matters, folks, is because a hat-in-hand trip would illustrate the gravity of the global energy crisis driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden has chastised Saudi Arabia and, C- and the CIA believes its de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, 
was involved in the dismemberment of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Remember that story? Meanwhile, the national average for gas has just topped $4 a gallon in the United States, and in places like California, it's paying nearly $6, if not over. The price of a barrel of Brent crude oil reached $130 today, the highest price in 13 years. Well, since Obama was in office, as a matter of fact, isn't that something, ladies and gentlemen, since Obama was in office? Anyway, let's move on from that and talk about more incompetence in the Arizona Republican leadership, folks. The Arizona Republicans got caught, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Because President Trump and the new Republican Party, which I belong to, and which I believe most of you belong to, have been really, really hammering home this precinct strategy stuff. So what did the Arizona Republicans do, folks? Well, they passed a bill, an emergency bill. Isn't that weird? Passing an emergency bill? To do what? To rebuke President Trump and literally change the rule set when it comes to precinct strategies in Arizona. Last Sunday, February 27th, President Trump released a statement about his support for precinct strategies, if you remember. Now, this was way too much for the rhinos and the Republican elites, folks, because on Thursday, Arizona lawmakers came together to pass an emergency bill radically alterating how the precinct committee men will be selected in that state. This assault on the precinct strategy was sponsored by horrible rhino Arizona speaker Rusty Bowers. Man, this who's worse, Rusty Bowers or Speaker Voss in Wisconsin? I'm not sure. This assault on the precinct strategy was sponsored by Rusty Bowers, and the Republican lawmakers overwhelmingly supported the legislation. Overwhelmingly supported this legislation. The new law is a direct assault, a, di- a direct assault, excuse me, on the precinct strategy, which encourages conservative voters to get involved in their local Republican Party by becoming precinct committee men. Okay, how to get in? Um, and uh, D- Daniel Schultz, who's often on the War Room, he authored a book, How to Get in the Real Ball Game of Politics. Okay, the bill sponsored by Russell uh, Bauer. 25th District in Arizona, House Bill 2839. For all of you Arizonans out there, House Bill 2839 eliminates the ratio of the precinct committee from one for every 125 uh, voters in a party to one precinct committee for every precinct, regardless of the number of voters registered in the party. Do you see what that would do to our strategy? It would minimize it to almost be worth nothing. The bill also changed the precinct committeeman's position from an elected position to one appointed by the party's county chairman. You see how these rhinos, the birds of a feather, flock to the uniparty? You see how this works? In the state house, that bill passed with uh, 58 voting in favor, none opposed, and two not voting. In the state senate, the bill passed 27 votes in favor, and none opposed, and three not voting, but there has been an update, folks. There has been an update, and the Arizona Republicans, because of the backlash, and folks, let me, let, me, uh, let me look you in the eye and break something down for you. If you want to know why we've been fighting since November 3rd, 2020, day in and day out from morning until night, clanging and banging on this election fraud and everything else that's going on in this country that nobody will show you the reason why is because of what we were able to do right here. The fighting and the people involved, the people that got up off the couch and took America back over the last year and two months, they, they, we've, we've become a party of proactiveness rather than reactiveness. So we already have an update because now, because of the backlash, Arizona Republicans look to repeal the language in the bill, changing precinct committee election rules, and you got to give it up to people like Steve Bannon in the war room because you know dang well they had something to do with this. You know dang well they had something to do with this. GOP grassroots co-chair Tyler Bowyer uh, called the GOP legislators to repeal the section that allowed this. Uh, Here is the current language from the bill that was passed by the Arizona legislature. Okay, number one, candidates for precinct committee shall submit to their county political party committee a a nomination paper or other similar written statement of candidacy not later than April 18th, 2022, and shall not be required to submit a nomination petition or file other documents with a filing officer. Number two, well, you know what, basically I could go through every one of these, but the language as it stands was what we caught them doing. The language as it stands is what we caught them doing. 
And now the Arizona GOP is calling on grassroots members to call and urge lawmakers to correct this language immediately. They put out a tweet that says the grassroots demands that state legislators, uh, the state legislature repeal HB 2839 today. Today, folks. And uh, it looks like. It looks like the word, the uh, the demand on a full repeal of the language relating to this might have an we it might get done, it might get done, and they might over uh, overchange or overturn it. Representative Hoffman points out that the new provisions were actually hidden in normal text to hide them. Whether or not the legislators read the whole bill, who knows? But it looks like the Arizona legislature may correct this mistake. And you want to know something? If they all voted for it and none of them opposed it and because the text was changed to hide them, then that means that none of these people did their due diligence, did their job that they were elected to do and even read the bill. Because now all of the Senate or all of the state legislature that voted for it is now against it and wants to, re- and wants to bring it back and repeal it. That lets you know that they didn't even read it. And had this been two years ago, it would have gotten through. Had it been two years ago, this would have gotten through. But the reason why it won't get through this time is because of you, is because of me, is because of Real America's Voice News, Steve Bannon, The War Room, John Fredericks, Ben Berkwam, and everybody else out there who is addicted to the truth and who will not stop until the truth gets out. That's what we do here, folks. Real news and honest views on Real America's Voice News. We're not playing games. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Be back right after this. What do you guys think of that? Huh? What do you guys all think of that, huh? See, that's, that's, what, that's what it's all about right there, folks, is getting into the game so that we at least even know what's going on. Like I said, had this happened, had this happened a while back, we never would have known anything. We never would have known anything. We would have just let it go through. We would have pushed it through, and Arizonans would get screwed in the end and have to go back and fight something like this years later. Everybody says we're frozen. Still looks good to me. Oh, there it is. Frozen now. Well, just give it a minute, folks. We're on a commercial break anyway, so it's good. We'll just give it a minute. Let me know when you guys are all back. I won't go on until you're back. It looks like uh, Getter is good, right? You guys over there on Getter good? Let me uh, refresh over on Getter and see what they're doing over there. Yeah, it looks like everything's good on Getter. It looks like everything's good here as well. I'm still good. I, I'm watching Rumble. Oh, there it is, frozen again. Well, folks, you're just going to have to... Uh, we're just going to keep the show going, okay? We're just going to keep the show going. It looks like we're good over on Rumble, on uh, on uh, Getter, so... If we got to go back and forth, that's what we got to do. All right? Here we go. Let's come back from this and move forward. Folks, welcome back to Live from America. Jeremy Harrell here on Real America's Voice News. It's always an honor to be here with you, spreading the truth, spreading the gospel, getting your uh, take on things, reading your comments in live uh, in live action. That's the greatest thing about TV is doing it live and getting comments in live action. Here we go, folks. Somebody has pumped $125 million into the Democratic Party. Somebody's pumped in $125 million into the Democratic Party, and his name is not Mark Zuckerberg. And I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is going to be putting any money anywhere for quite a while because he seems to be in a lot of trouble right now. He seems to be in a lot of trouble right now. Um, because of the fact of what he did in Wisconsin and Michigan and all of these swing states. Okay. Seems to be in a lot of trouble right now, so we're going we're gonna to move on to this new guy who's decided to pump money in. But you know what? He's not really new. He's kind of been there a while. His name's George Soros. He just put $125 million into the Democratic Super PAC for upcoming midterms. Mega donor and billionaire George Soros is making a gigantic investment to aid the Democratic Party candidates and groups into the 2022 midterms, according to multiple reports. 
$125 million has been fed into a, into a democracy pack, according to the reports from Politico, uh, Politico Newsmax, Newsmax, excuse me, and other publications. George Soros is, according to his website, one of the history's most successful financiers, and he has been a prominent international supporter of democratic ideals and causes for more than 30 years. His philanthropi- or, uh, philanthropic organization, the Open so- uh, Society Foundation, supports democracy and human rights in more than 100 countries. But what really happens, what really happens is he doesn't support democracy and human rights. He actually disrupts democracy and human rights. He disrupts constitutional republics. He disrupts life. He disrupts peace. And he causes chaos. That is George Soros's job. That is what he does. His entire, his entire reason for existing is to destroy Western civilization. And he's now dumping, he's now dumped in $125 million into the Democratic Party. This is the kind of stuff that we need to stop. This is the kind of stuff that we need to stop. President Trump laid it all out there. You're only allowed to give so much as an individual. So why are these companies, why are these people allowed to give $125 million? It doesn't make any sense to me. And well, it makes perfect sense to me because the people are in charge of facilitating it. The people in charge are making millions of dollars off of it. Look at Act Blue. Look how much money was funneled, funneled through Black Lives Matter into Act Blue. But don't worry, we got some more Black Lives Matter stories coming up here in a minute. The fresh $125 million is, according to a statement from Soros, reportedly shared with Politico, meant to be used uh, to support democracy, causes, and candidates, regardless of political party. Well, then how come George Soros isn't dumping a bunch of money into the Republican Party? Why isn't George Soros dumping a bunch of money into Republican candidates? And I'm not talking about the ones that he's already got on payroll, like Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, and the other CCP paid losers. Causes and candidates, regardless of political party, ones invested in, quote, strengthening the infrastructure of American democracy, voting rights and civic uh, participation, civil rights and liberties, and the rule of law. What would you know about the rule of law, you Nazi? Because that's what it comes down to. George Soros is a Nazi. George Soros sold out his own people and let his own people die and loved it. George Soros raised, uh, was uh, raised to power and, and, and position from the Nazi party. That's who George Soros is. But yet he's some kind of Hungarian humanitarian who's just trying to help people around the world. No, he's a loser. He's a scumbag. He's a Nazi. He's a corrupt person. And the world will be a better place when Satan brings him down to sit at his right hand. Period. $125 million into the Democratic Party. Are you kidding me? Now, ladies and gentlemen, getting back to Black Lives Matter, who, by the way, has been funded tremendously by George Soros and his ridiculous lying foundations. A group of Black Lives Matter activists have now been sentenced, ladies and gentlemen, and convicted of arson, vandalism, and many other crimes while they were attempting to frame conservatives for their crimes. We've got Jussie Smollett, Juice Smollett, part two. These are, these are uh, hate hoax, uh, repeat offenders, ladies and gentlemen. They want to be just like Jussie Smollett. Three BLM devotees were convicted on federal charges after a series of vandalism and arson attacks. The three BLM activists tried to frame conservatives' Proud Boy members for their crimes. Well, of course, isn't that the Democratic way? One of the crimes, John Wesley Wade, excuse me, one of the criminals, John Wesley Wade, was out on bail for for Wendy's arson in Atlanta at the time. John Wesley Wade was charged with burning down a Wendy's restaurant following the death of Richard Brooks, who was shot by police officer, uh, officers after a struggle in the parking lot, if you remember that. A group of Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioters were also convicted on federal charges after attempting to frame the Proud Boys. For a series of vandalism and arson attacks, the far-left extremists carried out on Atlanta police vehicles and United States Postal Service uh, properly during property, excuse me, during the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. John Wesley Wade, 35 years old, Ellie Melvin Brett, 37, and Vita Jones, 19, 
were arrested in late October 2020 on federal charges in connection to the string of incidents. And ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to really read the rest of the story, but let me show you who these people are who tried to do, who tried to copy Juice Smollett and do a hate hoax on Christian on, on conservatives to try to demonize them. And you want to know what's funny? Is after they were able to do this, the, the Democrats used people like the Department of Justice to go after and label people like the Proud Boys terrorists. There they are. There they are. A group of violent BML, BLM voters who carried out campaigns of arson and vandalism in Atlanta framed the Proud Boys and Trump supporters finally get justice. And ladies and gentlemen, if we fight hard enough and we have patience and we wait long enough, justice will always be served. God promises you that. You can't beat God and God promises you that justice will always, always be served. Now, from one group of dummies to another dummy here before we go to this next commercial break, and that is Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg says he wants people to buy electric vehicles. If you buy an electric car, you won't have to worry about the price of oil. You won't have to worry about the price of gas if you just break down and buy an electric car, says Pete Buttigieg. Why wouldn't you? Duh. What Pete Buttigieg and the rest of the federal government uh, illegitimately uh, in Washington, D.C., I might add, what they're not telling you is the average cost of an electric vehicle is about $55,000. It's about $55,000 there, Pete. So why would you expect the American people who are already having a hard time, who, are, who already cannot fill their gas tanks, why would you, and by the way, interest rates are now going to fly up to try to cover some of the incompetence of the illegitimate Biden regime. Why on earth would you think that regular Americans would A, want to, and B, have the ability to go out and buy an electric vehicle, you dumb, dumb dummy? Don't believe me, though. Here is your transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, and he'll explain it to you. I don't have to. He will. Here you go. Transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so incredibly happy that I'm going to have gas savings from driving an electric vehicle that I cannot even afford. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to Transportation Secretary Pete Booty Judge, ladies and gentlemen. The guy clearly doesn't get it. Well, I mean, we've known that ever since we saw the crisis of the, uh, the supply chain, which, by the way, is still going on. The guy clearly doesn't get it. He doesn't understand the problems of regular, regular everyday people. But what does he care Because he rides a bike to work, remember, ladies and gentlemen? He rides a bike to work. (laughs) Buy an electric car. Stop worrying about gas prices. What's wrong with all of you? Sheesh. Anyway, let's take a quick break here on Real America's Voice News. When we return, got some good news to show you. Always leaving you with a smile here on Real America's Voice. By the way, guys, I want to apologize for the streaming problem that we had a little bit ago. That was actually my fault. Lisa, I see your message, and you should have got an email or a text message from Sabrina today. Um, so hopefully she sent that to you. If not, I'll, uh, I'll remind her here in a little bit. So thank you very much. Um, then electricity will go sky high, and we will still lose. Exactly. These people are absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, the problem was my fault. I actually clicked a button that actually stopped the streaming. So I do apologize for that. Let me, uh, let me go over to Getter and see if a lot of you guys are over there. Looks like a lot of you guys went over to Getter. So Rumble is working again for all those who want to come back to Rumble. It is there and ready and working. That was again, my fault. And I apologize for that. They don't care about the environment says Miranda. You are correct. My dear, you are correct guys. I see the Lisa thing. Thank you very much. Sounds like we're living in the middle of a nut house. And we're not only living in the middle of a nut house, we're living in the middle of a nut house that is literally parked inside of a circus tent and the circus is going on all around us. 
You had one job. <laughs> I know. I had one job and couldn't do it right. I know. I know. If you were in here, you'd see that I have about 11 jobs. Um, but I, I did screw that up and I apologize. I'm financing a tricycle now. It's cheaper. <laughs> uh, stop being so busy. <laughs> I know, right? Shame on you, Jeremy. Dumb, dumb award. I should get the dumb, dumb award. You're right. I should. All right, let's come back. Finish this up strong. Here we go. Folks, welcome back to Live from America. God bless you, and God bless the whole Real America's Voice team. You know what? This, this uh, digital distribution partner we have here in Real America's Voice, it's really got, it's, it's, it's pushed the show out uh, farther than I could ever hope. And I really do appreciate you guys and appreciate all the team working so hard to get it out there. Guys, please make sure you follow not only me on places like Rumble and Telegram and uh, uh, Getter and Instagram and places like that, but also follow Real America's Voice too. And as, and as much as I don't like to give Facebook the promotion, if you still are on Facebook, then follow Real America's Voice News' Facebook page as well. So all of you know by now that I am a huge fan of the UFC. I go all the way back to UFC 1, ladies and gentlemen, before all the rules. I've, I'm a big, I've always been a big fan, and I think Dana White is one of the most smartest promoters and the best businessmen of all time. He really is, and, and, and great friends with Donald J. Trump. What I like about the UFC is they're known for their firsts. They were the first, to come, they were the first major sport to come back and put on shows during COVID. They were the first major sport to allow people to come back without masks on when that's kind of tied, uh, died down a little bit. They refused, Dana White refused to allow the uh, UFC fighters or to force the UFC fighters to take vaccination, any vaccine. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the UFC is a first again. They are now allow, not really allowing, but the UFC fighters themselves are taking it upon themselves to come out and speak out against all of these other large voices in the, uh, in the sports uh, industry, like LeBron James and all of these other woke liberals. And the UFC fighters are like, no, we're not having it. And now they're coming out and giving us conservatives a voice. Prominently, probably Colby Covington was, was, is probably the, the loudest voice. And he said after his win this, this past weekend, Mr. 45, President Trump is the greatest living president, the greatest president in history. The things he did for this country, all you liberals out there who say uh, he didn't, look at inflation. Look at the open borders. Our country is going to, you know what, right now without him. So we need him back in 2024. Trump 2024, and you know he's going to come back and make America great again. But he wasn't the only UFC star to speak out this weekend. We also got Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell killed it, came on and said what he really feels. Check this out. We fall into that category, believe it or not. If you want me to get real political, you know, the Federal Reserve is a corrupt institution. There, I went out and said it, you know. Um, these people control our dollar, brother, and we didn't vote for them. Think about it. You know, you got 13 board members voting on the value of the dollar. Did, did we vote for that? No, it's corrupted. So for me to actually be able to talk about something greater than fighting is is more purposeful than anything I could talk about related to fighting you know um here, here's my first thought is i'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians i'm staying at home and when the war comes to arkansas i will dig my boots in the ground and i will die for everything i love and i will not retreat if this country's invaded and everybody's saying well we gotta we gotta evacuate we gotta leave we got i will not i will dig my boots in the arkansas soil and i will fight for the people that i love for the land that i love and the way of life that i love but i'm not going overseas to fight i don't know what's going on to be honest brother i really don't there's so much stuff and i don't think nobody knows what's going on fully there's been so much political corruption in that area you got biden and his son making a ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if, if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping oh, on the street and you're gonna give truth. our freaking tax dollars to the Speak the truth, Bryce Mitchell. That's what I love. I love athletes finally saying, you know what? We've had enough. We're not gonna allow it anymore. Here's the deal. Stand up, UFC fighters. Folks, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. 
If you find value in the show, please go to JeremyHarrell.com. Consider becoming a monthly donor. Keep your families close. Smiles on your face and continue to spread the gospel. God bless you and have a great evening. Rebirth of America. Stop screaming that we first in America.